It's post-match after an entertaining 3-2 victory for Manchester United at home to Nottingham Forest. With me I've got James Young, Stuart Edwards and John. Um, where to start really with a game like that because it was a bit of a shambles and I'm not sure how I feel. If I feel better about Manchester United's chances this season or worse, I'm not sure. But let's take the positives and take the win. But John, I mean, what? what's your thoughts for Initial. I mean, it was weird, wasn't it? Because after the first minute, we had a shot on goal, we had a corner. I mean, two minutes later, we were four nil down. Uh, two nil down, sorry. Um, I, I suppose if you're going to go two nil down, you want it to be inside the first four minutes. Um, there were two really, really poor goals to give away. I mean, you get caught on the counter attack as though you're chasing the game after after 90 seconds. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of bit of chaos there at the back. I, I suppose what you've got to give them credit for, for you know they, they kept going because even in the first half they, they plodded a bit you could see that Forrest were going to put men behind the ball um, got a little bit of luck in the fact that Forrest imploded themselves a little bit with the obviously the, the red card and, and the penalty um, so yeah not a great performance again um, but it, it was it was a weird one because I know we said we wanted a good performance from United today but after four minutes it's kind of like goes out of the window you know it's just about get, it was about getting the job done it wasn't some it was never going to be one of them games where you could really you know, go toe to toe them. You knew they were going to sit back, so it's, you, you yeah. set the points and move on. I think. Yeah, and Arsenal drew today as well, so it could be worse. You know, against a p- poor opposition. Stuart, probably not the best person to come to. I missed. I missed the first goal. I was. I was in the bog, and by the time I got to my seat, I was talking to a, a, a guy about the first goal and missed the second goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've not seen that, so I can't comment. So it's not. You got it's, from, from the bog to, to your seat between the two goals. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's not. That's not good for a podcast, is it? So yeah, I can't really comment about the two goals. I thought we came. You know, we re- responded well, and like John said, I thought exactly the same thing. You know. 85 minutes plus obviously left of the game to try and uh, retrieve it uh, I thought we responded really well for 20 odd minutes and then died after, after about half an hour again towards half time um, but you know got back in the game but it, yes it's a really bizarre game to try and I think so so soon afterwards to try and uh, evaluate uh, in terms of what went wrong how good we were how bad we were how good were they how bad were they so it's yeah not great obviously not great I don't think anyone expected them to be 2 up after 4 or 5 minutes um, but some, some some dodgy performances I think from people in red shirts I'm sure we'll come on to it yeah, yeah James no again it was a, probably the, like such a bizarre start to the game but a bit like against Spurs we just gifted them two goals and I think that's, that's the frustrating thing for me this season you'd expect the defence to be a bit tighter now where Varane and Lindelof have had a couple of seasons to play together but it's just sloppy it's just lazy and it's a team like Forest even Wolves at home last week you know they're, they're not a great team to watch and you saw that in the second half as well when United were pushing to, to get the, the third goal it shouldn't have been that difficult to have, beat, to have got a result against Forest at home and they just made it unnecessarily hard for themselves Now um, I won't come to Stuart for this bit because he obviously didn't see the first two goals but I mean, what should we be alarmed about with those? Because, you know, I was looking at the, the, the first counter-attack. There was no real protection, you know, from away from that. Rashford was the, you know, the furthest man back. In the second goal as well, you know, you saw, um, even to win the free kick, I thought they ran through our midfield extremely easy. I think it was Morgan Gibbs-White that ran past Casemiro at one point. You know, do we need to be really worried about that? Because... I, I, I think so, great. 100%. I mean, I think there was some confusion, obviously, starting the game so early like that and... I think Anana was sort of stuck stuck in a rock in a hard place of whether to come, whether not to, you know, and that, and that might just come with time and, and the team spending a bit more time sort of on the training ground. But I mean, it, it had sort of shades of shades of Solskjaer in '98, didn't it? You know, when, when, was it Newcastle when he when he Holding when down, he ripped yeah. Rob Lee down and, yeah. and you, but that was when you're chasing the game in the 93rd minute. This was after 90 seconds, um, so yeah, it, it was a bad goal to give away. And then the second one again, I've not seen since, but it looks it just looks. It, 
you know, it, it, it was nothing. It was just a nothing ball into the box, and, and nobody seemed to seemed to get there. I didn't um, think it was a free kick, to be honest. I thought yeah. he kicked out for a corner. Yeah, Martin has. Yeah. I thought he was good on the ball today, but he's concerned me a little bit at the start of this season defensively. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I, I don't think they covered themselves in in that much glory. And then after that point, they didn't obviously do much defending until until the last sort of five or six minutes. But I, 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 we'll probably come to it. But then what was what was it then even more bizarre was it you three two up against ten men and you're thinking right go and score five now and we didn't we was hanging on yeah. you know it was it was you, 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 there's a mentality thing where you think is well you know fair play for them to come in back the way they have done but then there's yeah. also still that sort of inferiority complex of thinking right we've got a third goal let's show yeah. up shop and some could call that substitution quite negative Anthony yeah. off for McTominay I'm going to come on to that because it <laughs> yeah. is one thing I mentioned after Wolves as well which I really don't like us holding on yeah um, I think we take all our pace off you know but I'll come on to that in a minute James um, I was going to give the goalie a free pass for that first one because he was caught in no man's land you know because he was so far off his line because he is a you know sweeper keeper as they call it um he, he tended he realized he was too far out so he had to run back but then didn't come out far enough so you know is it just like positionally um i don't really think you can have too much of a go at a goalkeeper when somebody's running for on goal like that but should we be worried yet or not i think the the concern with the nana is because united have been used to playing with De Gea for so long he's the total opposite and just doesn't come off his line and doesn't really play the ball out from the back that there's going to be quite a few moments like that i think this season we saw it I know a lot of people made more of a thing about it in that that friendly against Lons where he got sort of chips off his line i think that's just going to happen more but i think the, the way that he distributes the ball is, is probably a better thing on the whole but I don't think this team's used to having that, that goalkeeper playing out from the back and I think that's something that they definitely need to work on because we saw it against Wolves as well, fairly lucky to, to not have a penalty for them at the end as well so I think there's something United needs to definitely work on. Yeah, It's definitely a problem that because it, in a weird way it's the sort of goal we wouldn't have conceded last year because we wouldn't have been as quite as far up the pitch as we, yeah. you know, those players so it's just like you said, it's just getting that you know, it's things you're going to work on and things that will come with time. But it did definitely look like, like, like James just said, then they're, they're trying something new and it's not quite there yet. Um, when when Rashford challenged, though, I think he was looking for Rashford to just get any touch back to him because he was about 35 yards out. So then, once it came apparent that the Forest player had won the ball and was running through, he then has to run back because he's out of his box. He's ne- he can't. Can't yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. So I don't got, think you can yeah. really blame the yeah, keeper yeah. for that. I think, like I said, I think it's more a, a sort of a, a team thing. You know, something you need to work on. That, that, that you know, people need to know no positions. They need to, you know, have some familiarity with that kind of thing happening. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bad goal to give up. But like I said, it was more to do with the fact he was so early in the game to be caught on the break like that. Yeah. On the halfway line, he's just ridiculous. You know, it's. And he did it again two minutes later because yeah. that was a break as well. You know. I think Morgan Gibbs White did two touches, and our old midfielders bypassing. You know, I, I think so people, people, that people probably underestimate the, the the time it will take for us to sort of get used to playing this different way with a different goalie. It is almost like a, you know, a brand new style of play. So it will take a little bit of time, and, and you can see it's still sort of in its infancy. And I don't want to keep, you know, being negative about United. You buy new players; it does take time for them to adjust, and the goalkeeper being such a ridiculously different sort of style of goalie to the one we're used to I think we'll, we'll, we'll take a bit of time so 2-0 down let's get on to the positives then because um, we did come back you know I mean considering until we went 3-2 what we, I think we played quite well from that moment yeah we did, we did alright I mean you, you'd expect us to dominate like you would do um, you know they, they put 10 men behind the ball we, we didn't really get caught on the counter again lacking a little bit of quality weren't they in terms of uh, apart from perhaps Fernandez. There wasn't much from Anthony. Rashford was had a, had a sort of 
weird game. Rashford's performance sort of summed the game up in that. I thought he was poor, but yet was influential in all three goals. So, um, yeah, but, I, but no, gen, generally, I, I think they dominated the game well. But I think it was helped, though, weren't it? Because the fact that they retreated so much. You know, I, I counted like four or five times where in that first half, you know, as soon as he went 2 0 up that, Forrest had every single person behind the ball and United were 40 yards out. Yeah. Once we got one back, obviously, you know, quiet in there, correct? You know, they were, you know, a bit ecstatic, weren't they? You know, like I said, in the first five, ten minutes, away at Old Trafford, 2 0 up, dream stuff. Uh, but once we got the first goal, uh, you know, fair play, you know, quiet in them, got the crowd back on side. Uh, but then, you know, we, we finished the, the half with, with taboos, which I totally disagree, you know. Did that happen? Yeah, well, I, didn't yeah. well, I, did, I did, but I, don't, I couldn't work out whether that was, was whether it was aimed at the team, though, or whether, like, because there was a lot of stoppages and time-wasting going on and, and bookings and things and all that streaming. So you, you might be I right. I not work but, out whether, whether, where that was aimed but it at, just, I, I don't think booing was warranted. No, that's what I'm saying, but it just sounds like it's against the yeah, team when you're losing at home, doesn't it? When you when you hear boos, you just think that, so hopefully it wasn't. Because there was a lot of time-wasting going on. And you've got these new rules in it, and he put the, the three thing minutes. up, and it was three minutes. And, yeah. and I think Maybe that, it was that, that sort of pissed yeah. everyone off. And then it they were messing about again. Yeah, I mean, just, where they got 11 minutes from as well? Making yeah, it up yeah. as you go along. James? Yeah, no, I totally agree with what you're saying, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I heard booze where I was sat, which was sort of to the left of the Stratford end. But I, I don't know, I think the, the crowd today was a bit odd. When, when the goals started going in, they, they were supporting them and they were behind the team, but I felt it was a really strange. Um, crowd today not sure about you but it just felt a bit off the whole day yeah yeah um i mean it was it was it you that said a lot of um tourists today i've never, <laughs> never yeah i've never seen so many uh mega store bags it just seemed that, and yeah it's still august you know a lot of people are away on holiday pass for tickets on it's only forest you could say you know if it, if it was city liverpool i'm sure it would have been a different crowd and it's a bank holiday weekend so even if you know a lot of people are still you know using this weekend to maybe do the last thing with kids and whatever you know before yeah. the kids go back to school so it def- definitely was an unusual crowd um for- forest i think you know forest i thought as, as, a, as a fan base weren't great even when we were 2 nil up to be fair I've seen um, oh no, yeah, yeah yeah and it took them to the 79th minute when uh, 79th minute obviously they were losing 3-2 to start singing we support our local team and all that bollocks so yeah. no um, just just to come on to the referee um, he really annoyed me today because I felt we were giving them soft free kicks in our half every time like possible whereas playing different rules up the other end but it's arguable that the two biggest decisions in the game um, which were in my view pretty dodgy um, both seen, went our way yeah I've not seen them back I mean when I, when, I fir- when I first saw the red card I thought and it's going to be I thought they'll overturn this they'll find something so I'd, so I'd not seen it since the penalty look nailed on it was quick though wasn't it the VAR was it quick wasn't. the check was really quick yeah so I thought so I, I, I um, I've seen it on after the game on the telly yeah and um, with, with regards to that I thought the ball was going to get to their defender before Bruno Fernandes right okay so I mean but what, it was one of them where I thought if he didn't if he if he didn't give it, he wouldn't overturn it, and if he did give it, he wouldn't overturn yeah, it because right. it's not well, it's clear yeah, and obvious. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. So, so, yeah. so it was one of them really. I thought that we, we got away. And do, do, you know, do, you know, do you know what? Do you know what? I'll give him the judo yeah. because we've we've criticised referees for for sitting and waiting for VAR. Yeah. That you know the ref did actually go right red. He goes red card and yeah. he goes penalty. Yeah. You know because you know and they've the definitely done it. They've gone oh I'll just wait and I'll let somebody there decide and let them set the flat for it. So I'll give him a judo, especially with all the crap that's come out this week from the. So with all yeah. that, the, the, the scope has come out there and you know they are under a lot of scrutiny. I, I think you're right in terms of there was a lot of sh- 
niggly free kicks. But then I don't think we help ourselves. I think we're very naive. Dalot, yeah, yeah, yeah. three or four times Dalot gives stupid fouls away where you just, you know, you, yeah. you stood there and you could see it coming and you're going, don't foul him, don't foul him, don't foul him. <laughs> and bang, he fouls him. But when he got in that corner at the end, they just didn't need to give it away no. at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you we... think if idiots like us can say, why can't professional football? I was thinking that half time. I thought, you know, never mind ability. I mean, like, how stupid are some of our players with the way they fall into those, you know, traps? Because it, it was, it was so apparent in that first well, half. Well, well there's, an, there's yeah. another thing as well, and, and I've still got, when people go on about this time-wasting thing and they're, try, they're trying to, to, you know, get it out of the game and it's all well and good giving these minutes, what, what people don't realise with time-wasting, it's not just time-wasting, it's about killing momentum. Yeah. And they did it a few times for this when they went down, and they're not bothered. Add five minutes on, United have been, you know what I mean? They've been they've been peppering the goal for five minutes, and that's what when people go, oh, you know, add this time and add this that on. That won't solve the problem of time wasting because you'll still do it. And as well, they got it's the exactly time then to get the get it back. It but but, but, but we we yeah. we don't seem to be able to be bright enough to do that. And we, we were the same last year. Smart teams. You know, the, 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 the savvy, they're a little yeah. bit savvy with stuff like that. They break up games when things are not going well for you. I'm, I'm like uh, Tottenham last week, you know, when they had just a little bit of a, a bit of a, a run and a bit of momentum behind them, we give them the ball back constantly. You know, like I said, just roll on the floor for a bit, or keep the ball for two minutes. And I don't know, we just don't seem. We, it's happened for a couple of years, we just don't, like I said, don't seem sort of very streetwise on the pitch. The most bizarre booking today was for Anana. And in the big scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything, and it didn't mean anything. But didn't the time waste, did it? The, no, no, there, was a, there was a second yeah. ball through, through on the pitch. Now, yeah. admittedly, I'm pretty sure Lindelof saw it and left it, but then Lindelof kicked it off, you know, yeah, yeah, on the, yeah. along the ground, yeah. and the ball must have been off the pitch two or three seconds. The next minute he's running towards Anana and yeah, it gives yeah. him a yellow card. So, imagine, yeah. so yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be like this. I think. I think a lot of all season, it's, over, it? it's massively overplayed this whole time wasting thing. Yeah. It's another one where I thought it wasn't really that much progress going. Oh, the, the goals in play for X amount of time and it's that. And like, what, what, did, what, did anyone re- was it ruining the game for right, anybody? That really, was another thing they're creating problems for stuff that doesn't exist in the first place. Yeah, yeah. they got booked for a, uh, yeah. a throwing, didn't they, for taking the time? And I've said it for years. I'm, I'm I think one one positive change they could make. Is that the nearest player to where the to throwing the throw. has to take the throwing? Simple, yeah, just yeah, do that. Yeah. None of this waiting for your fullback to run seventy yards across the pitch to take a throwing and all that business. Yeah, I think definitely. that would be a great change. Um, just want to come on to injuries because I think we're developing quite a list now. Um, Varane went off at our time. I'm not sure what the situation is there, but man, that's added to Luke Shaw. Um, Malassia is out. Uh, Mason Mount's out now. Martial. Um, and we seem to have bought someone that's got. A, <laughs> A, a back fracture or something. <laughs> so well, it's just it's just the yeah. United way. And I mean, uh, I, I remember re- hearing from Rashford um, just before the season started, saying saying how tough pre-season have been physically. And I just wonder if they've gone a bit overboard a little bit because they look they almost look they almost look knackered. Some of them, you know, when you see some of them. So I just wonder if they have gone. Up, and I think this is this is an issue now. You see so many people, you know that. Timber did his cruciate didn't he for his game they're playing that much football at such a stupid ridiculous pace constantly they're just constantly getting injured I, I think there's a couple of players on that pitch that I certainly don't think have had a good an hard pre-season it's, it's, it's worrying it, it, no it is worrying like you know Varane obviously you know it's like Copacabana you, Casemiro you can't you, you can't um you, you wouldn't be shocked if he, he certainly if he lasts this this season if he if he does go to uh, to Saudi or whatever in the summer next summer I think it, I don't know the pace of a game. I don't know whether it's just caught up with him, and he, he just seems to can't put four or five games together, can he? No, no, definitely not. I thought the tour was unnecessarily long as well. He seems to play too many games because they played in um, Edinburgh and, and Dublin, and then they 
had what four or five games in America and then another one friendly when they came back. You played well, in most Dublin, of, didn't most you? Most of them are stupid though because <laughs> yeah. the ones who played the most minutes are the ones who were not even in the team. You know, yeah. and that was another thing. Like I felt like we had loads of games, but nobody was really playing in them. Mm. You know, and I don't, yeah, I, I don't know whether that's yeah. There's like, fringe players. I think yeah. players like Hannibal probably played more minutes than Casemiro and Fernandez did. You know. And, yeah, it's a bit of a frustration for me because I, I do I, I take on board what they're saying about a long pre-season and heavy, but I mean that I, I saw the running information after the Spurs game last week and it didn't shed a positive light on us at all. At all I suppose we've got to remember, yeah. you know, the season finished like two weeks later than it normally would do, yeah. but that's the same for City as well. You could argue, obviously, City have got a bigger squad, better squad, better bench, but you know, we've lost two weeks, haven't we? Because yeah. of the FA Cup final being on the third of June or whatever. Performance enhancing stuff. Possibly. <laughs> Other drugs are available. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think um, United have just got a few too many for me that are just not absolutely, you know, nailed on to start 60 games a season, and that, that's a bit of a worry Massive for me. Worry. You know, Varane, yeah. our old spine, you'd say, Varane, Luke Shaw. I saw, I saw this morning about Luke Shaw that he's only played 248 games for United in 10 years, so that's 24 receipts, and, you know, just yeah. a bit more than 24 a season still and that like, to me it's still like a striker though for me I know, I know yeah. Hoyland's obviously going to come and play when he's, he's not he? injured um, <laughs> but in terms of like today you saw Anthony and you saw even Sancho when he came on they get, they get the ball down the wing they couldn't put a cross into anyone you're no spot on there James that first half especially even when we got one back there was a two or three balls into the box where there was just not not one run there was no natural instinct let's yeah. say you know we know we've talked about Rashford we'll continue to talk, talk about Rashford this season next season and we know we'll get probably 20 to 25 goals every season if he's if he remains fit but he's never he's not got that that poachers that natural instinct to get into the areas in the box uh, where today you know the likes of Mo Salah you know, Ireland, yeah. others, you know, would have probably easily had a couple of tap-ins as well. And like this, you know, this um, Highland that we bought, you know, obviously injured, how much of our season depends on him, you know, Massively. firing? Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's already a, a huge weight on his shoulders. He's not even fucking stood, stood, stood on the pitch yet, has he? No. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that huge weight, he's broke his back already. Absolutely. It's a big worry. Can, you know, young, lad, young lads yeah. coming in and, you know, from a different country, different way of playing, and, you know, he's going to be thrown into that team. And, you know, and everyone wrongly is going to expect him again to, you know, to save the season it's again. Like, or, it's like Anthony again. He's, he's not going to score 30 goals this season. He's just not. No, definitely How not. Many games yeah. Senior professional football has he played? And Anthony needs to start putting some balls along the floor. He, he, he tries to score the same goal every I time, agree doesn't with you. it? Yeah. So there was a, there was a couple of times he shaped you know to that normal yeah, to keep it left foot. I don't know. And I thought to myself, well, why has he kicked it over to the back post? You know, if he'd yeah. have put it low there and you know the keeper saved one, didn't he? Pushed yeah, it on yeah, the post. Yeah. But yeah, but I agree with you there. I actually thought that to myself today. I, I thought you, you know don't try and always shape it. You're making you know, it easier yeah, for the yeah. keeper. When you put yeah. it six, seven foot in the air, the keeper's got a good chance. All the keepers are six. And it's the same with his crosses six as well. Foot whatever. It's exactly the same yeah. with his crosses because there's a couple of times where shaped onto his left foot, did the bend round, and it was just too high yeah. for everybody. I thought so. he played well today, actually, Anthony. He, he was it, persistent. It was a threat. Yeah, yeah, it was the only threat really up front. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we got ahead. This is the bit I wanted to come on to because you know Manchester United holding on to leads at the moment for me. You know, it gives me a real hard you know time watching. Um, I mean, what, what is it? Is this a managerial thing that we should be yeah, worrying about? Because he seems to just, you know, really th- retreat us back into th- our th- shell. I think it? had we played yeah. well against Wolves, I think had we got a result at Tottenham, it might have been a little bit different. And I think it was a kind of when you're two 0 down, you know, you couldn't really throw it away. Um, so it was one of them. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And again, I think it's a mentality shift. I think he brought in. 
Um, you know, as soon as you bring, it's kind, you're kind of giving another team impetus, aren't you? Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as you bring off, it, exactly, yeah. it lets you move in. And sometimes you're better off just actually taking someone else off and bringing someone quick on. You know, that might have been the time to bring Garnacho on because it gives you another threat. But I think it was just he was desperate to get the points. We, we couldn't yeah. afford to throw them points away, but somebody would have shored it up for you. And we, you know, we were comfortable, but it was a little bit. Sort of embarrassing that you've you've come back and you've got to hang on a little bit against ten men. Most yeah, most times you play against ten men, it's never it's, it's never pretty and it's never easy. It, it, naturally, you think it should be easier, but it's not always the case, is it? Um, so it was a complete catch twenty two today. It was damned if he didn't, damned if he didn't, I suppose. And like I said, get get back into the game, and then you're winning it. There was probably a good fifteen minutes left when Tony came on, was there? Yeah, we just seemed to sink back yeah. for me, and it, it does it. And yeah, there there is a there's no player on that pitch that keeps the ball very well at all in that situation that's exactly what happened problem, yeah. naturally you, you've got an extra midfielder on so you, yeah. you do you all retreat back five or ten yards don't you yeah. and like you said there's no outlet because Martial's off the pitch Rashford, can't, off, Rashford yeah. can't really hold the ball up and Anthony's gone off so it's like yeah. straight away there's pressure that's, up that's back on you that's the big one for me and you could see why he wanted De Jong Kite last season and, and I don't know who the answer is with this because I genuinely don't know what sort, you know who he, who is in, in world football who does it but the team's crying out for a Michael Carrick type player and it, you know just somebody with a bit of composure who can keep the ball who can who can dictate play who can just calm things down a little bit I in know, there I know he was the opposite of all that but I still don't know why Ten Hag kept McTominay and sold Fred yeah, well, I'm, no. I'm with you on that because I, ju- I just think we're lacking, we're lacking energy. Obviously, with Fred, I wouldn't have him on the pitch in that it's situation it, anyway. Yeah. But it's, it's, the, it's the the first two goals which Fred might have like, yeah. you know, been been handy to counter. It, but at the end, there we're just dying for someone with some like Jonte's composure. It certainly doesn't make sense to stood here with a week to go of a transfer window, does it? That they've let Fred go. And you, you know, if that was the case, it, it seemed it, it seemed someone, nailed yeah. on that someone was coming in. Now we don't know obviously what's going on behind the scenes and all the rest. Of it. We never do, do we? But it just didn't make sense that he, you know, we've got a week to go. Only time will tell. If we don't get a midfielder in, it, it's going to make no sense whatsoever. So I don't know if that's Ten Hag's fault or whether it's the club's fault. But Fred probably by still, two goalies, won't we? Yeah. Fred should still be here. Simple as. Okay, um, that, that's sort of John answered my next question. Really, same with a week of the. Not a week, is it a week of the transfer window? First of September. Yeah, Yeah, so, you know, what two positions, well, just what position do United need most, really? Well, what they need to do most is is obviously shift McTominay and and Maguire, and you you can see that, and I think that's why they've not got many minutes, because I think the manager's almost trying to show them out of the door, because they're the two that, sort of golden gooses, if you like, in terms of buying players. We obviously need a midfielder in there, and I know he likes... um, May new, but you can't sort of rely on a young kid, and he's obviously out injured for a little bit of a while. Um, you, you could make an argument for all over the pitch, couldn't you? But I, I, I personally, I, I think I'd be surprised if we sign a player in this next week. Well, I'm really shocked that you know you think we need all over the pitch. I mean, that's a worrying in itself, isn't it? But I don't think you think, Stuart. I'm not saying we need all over the pitch, yeah. but I'm just saying if players come available uh, there's nowhere where you'd say yeah we're definitely maybe apart from maybe left wing there's nowhere where you'd say yeah we're absolutely perfect there it wouldn't surprise me one bit if we got some 30 odd year old striker in again like Emrit Larson aren't or they talking about Ryan Slatter. Bertrand on Lonely I, yesterday, I, was yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can see another striker coming in it might not be a bad bad thing unless I think that's the last place I'd go for striker seriously because I, I think we've obviously we're short at left back now we've not got a single left back fit um, apart from Fernandez that was on the bench today I noticed um, he was he was um, on the pitch at the end. Um, then obviously we're short at centre half if Maguire goes because we've got we've only got three. Johnny Evans as yeah. well. We've got Johnny well, Evans. He, he, yeah, just, he, wrong, he just sums up where yeah. the club's at financially yeah. though, doesn't it? You know the fact that he's clearly brought Johnny Evans in thinking 
thinking if Maguire goes, that frees up some funds to go and buy in another yeah. position, and now he's having to look in the loan market for a 38-year-old something. You know, it's it's where we are yeah. financially. Clearly, there is, and I don't, I don't think I don't think this is just to blame with the ownership of the club. It's just because we've spent that much money with FFP. With we we must know, you know, what what our limits are this year. So. Um, the club just has to sell to buy, and he's, he's obviously looking at certain positions and going, um, you know, who's your who's your biggest sort of, you know, in terms of who you're going to get the biggest transfer fee for. So I think Maguire and McTominay were the two where he's thinking, yeah, they were the ones I would have wanted. My biggest them. worry for me is is um, centre midfield because I'm thinking, you know, we've got lots of people who can play next, next to Casemiro. We've got Ericsson who hasn't really got the energy for me. Then we've got. It's not, yeah, it's not just about. You're right. Yeah. I, I agree. It's not, but it's not just about this season. No, no, you know, we've no. missed out on Declan Rice. You could argue yeah. Casado, um, who's gone to Chelsea. Thinking long term again, we, we've, got, we've got to be thinking of three or four years time. Yeah. And like I said, Ericsson and Casemiro probably won't be here in two years time, let alone three or four years time. If you don't buy a midfielder for me, you must really rate that minu because you know I, I, I just does. don't I see. Yeah. Yeah. I think he does, but like I said, he gets injuries, and I think that he can he can play that sort of. I hate using this terminology the way that people use sort of numbers now for positions, but he's that sort of actual number number eight, if you like. So we seem to have defensive midfielders attacking people, but no actual proper yeah, midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, James, who would you buy? Where would you buy? Sorry. Well, I think striker's obviously the option that United needed, like we were saying before. They just need someone to get on the end of those crosses. I mean, someone ideally that's better than White Weghorst, but someone at the same time that can just finish chances off because when they're going to play teams like Arsenal and sort of against Spurs, they need about two or three chances to score at the minute. And yeah. that's just not going to be good enough against against the top sides. Um, but yeah, like everyone else was saying, midfielder is obvious because if McTominay gets injured or... If, I mean, Ericsson's probably not going to stay fit the entire season. Again, I feel like we've been having this conversation now for two or three seasons. There's just a lack of squad depth yeah. pretty much all over the pitch. If, well, if you yeah. get Hoyland fit, I think that he could be one of those players that just completely transforms that team in, yeah. in terms of his style of play. and the, It's what he then gives other players, you know, who can run off you and things like that. So I think that's going to be a massive, a massive one. If, if he can settle in quickly, you know, even if the goals don't come, but apparently he's... You know, he's very athletic, he's fast, he, he's going to drag players out of position, he's going to work hard. So I think that'll make a massive difference to United once he's, yeah. once he's there. We're going to wrap it up because the biggest thunderstorm imaginable has um, <laughs> descended on Old Trafford, so we're going to leave it now. Um, lads, just quick man of the matches. Uh, Wambazaka. Oh, easy one for me to say. Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, I'd say Fernandes again. I'd say Fernandes, but I will give a shout out to Wambazaka. And also, Victor Lindelof, I thought, was you know, extremely aggressive against that big cent- centre forward that they had and I really thought that was... Um, yeah, to come into the game at yeah, half yeah, time yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah to yeah. come into yeah. half time. I, yeah. I liked that because yeah. it's, it's a part of Lindelof's game which yeah. he's been found wanting a couple of times in his United career. So, yeah, um, but I think the United we stand man of the match can be Bruno Fernandes and we'll call it a day there. Thanks to everybody that bought the mag. Um, Shout out to the protesters who stayed behind at the final whistle. Um, gave might, the time they might up. Still stay there. Uh, yeah, they might want to still stay there if they're still in there now. But um, I stayed behind as long as I could. But fanzine sellers can't, um, you know, um, lose out on sales leaving the ground. But shout out to those that did. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Bye.